worship leaders, worship musicians, and those who love to worship. Do you want to know how to write a manly worship song? Did you know there was such a thing? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Worship Homestead. My name is Nathan Smith. Thanks for joining me. Today, we're going to be talking about how to write a manly worship song. But before we do, I want to give you something. If you go to my website, blueprintsounds.com, you can get access to my free guide, Worship Training Bundle. It has five different modules that will help you and your worship team immediately. They include how to build a better band. This PDF explains what each member's job is in a worship team and what their job is not. It is a painful thing to watch a worship team that doesn't know who's supposed to do what, but once everybody knows what their job is, things tend to calm down and lock in a lot better. Cheat codes for church sound. If you're a sound engineer or a volunteer, this will help you immediately improve your live stream or live sound. 25 chart topping arrangement tricks. If you have a song you're working on with your worship team that you wish had another gear, well, here's some ideas for you. Five elements of a full sounding worship team. This is a live workshop that I usually charge for when I visit churches, but I'm giving it to you for free. Finally, 10 commandments of worship songwriting. I promise you that if you are a worship songwriter and you put these to use, you would find that your songs immediately improve. All of that is in my bundle for free worship booster pack. Go to my website or click on the link nearby, blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack. All right, with that said, let's talk about manly worship songwriting. All right, how to write a manly worship song. Big fat disclaimer at the beginning. Uh, This is not to say that men cannot wish worship to a feminine worship song or that women cannot worship to a masculine worship song. Not true at all. But the numbers show that men are underrepresented in church and have been for hundreds of years. There is a stigma that Christianity is for women and children and maybe for old men. And that is not true. Obviously, Jesus was a man and his 12 disciples were men. But there has been this stigma for a long time that Christianity is a feminine exercise, that men on Sundays do something else. They watch football or they, they play football. They go to bars. They don't, um, they don't worship. Or if they do, they are very staid and they stand in the back. That's not how it should be. That's not even how it was for the first thousand years. Um, and that's not true of other religions. Islam and Judaism have a strong masculine presence. Christianity does not nowadays, but that's not the design. That's not what God intended. So all of that to say, we should want men in worship, and we should want songs that are fit, uh, that are tailored for men, because God wants men and women to be part of his church. So let's take a look at some stuff here. Some feminine, broadly speaking, again, some feminine traits include receiving, nurture, rest, and intimacy and closeness. Those are feminine traits. Masculine traits include building, initiative, action, and immensity and awe. So we have the feminine and the masculine. Let's take a look at how this plays out in the Psalms, which is a great place to start. A psalm from David, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And it continues on, he makes me lie down in green pastures, he leads me beside quiet waters. That is a feminine lyric, I shall not want, I am taken care of, I'm nurtured, I'm God's little lamb, right? 
I have children's books, you know, for my kids that that follow this exactly. God is provider, God is nurturer. That makes sense to us. But that's not not all that's in the Psalms. Let's take a look here at Psalm 47.1. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph, for the Lord most high is to be feared. Ooh, triumph and being feared and shouting, very masculine. Psalm 150, verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Praise him in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty expanse. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Very masculine. We have a sense of size and scope and his mightiness and and his deeds, his action. Very, very manly. So in the Psalms, we see masculine and feminine themes within the songs. Very interesting. And we see this in the Christian life as well. According to the scriptures, each Christian is part of the bride of Christ. This is a very important um, a distinction that I'll make in a second. But each Christian is also a son in the kingdom of heaven. So whether you are male or female, it doesn't matter. You are part of the bride of Christ, but you are also a son in the kingdom of heaven. Both those things are true. However, nowhere in scripture does it liken the individual to the bride of Christ right? The whole church is Christ's bride that he will come for at the end. But us as individuals are not little brides of Christ. That, that is never spoken in scripture. Individuals are sons in the kingdom of heaven. We're soldiers, workers, and heirs. All of those analogies hold. But the analogy as written in scripture was never that the individual is like a bride to Christ. The church wrongly extended that analogy to include individuals. So the idea that we respond like like a bride to the Lord on an individual basis, that that was a new thing. That that's not in the canon. Over time, Christianity has become more focused on the feminine traits of the faith, response, intimacy, nurture, and all of those are good and all of those are necessary. Yet, it's become imbalanced. We've neglected masculine traits like responsibility, initiative, and warfare. So, as the church has become more and more feminine and less and less masculine in its themes, what's been the result? Men stand in the back or find something to do with their time on Sunday that's more like them, like going to a football game. Worship leaders and record labels are writing for the audience that remains there. I've talked about this in different in uh, previous videos, but the worship industry, I should say the Christian music industry at large, has a name for their target audience, and it's called Becky. Becky is a 40-year-old soccer mom. That's who they're shooting for. So because the, there are fewer men on Sunday, worship leaders and record labels, knowingly or unknowingly, and for the labels it's knowingly, write for their remaining feminine audience because that's who listens to the radio and who buys music. As a result, we get more feminine worship songs, and men continue to stay away because of the stigma. Oh, Christianity and worship music, that's for women and children. It's not for men. It's definitely not for manly men. That's the problem. That's not how it should be, but it's up to you as a songwriter to do something about it. So, let's take a look at step one. How would you write a manly worship song? Well, Focus on the immensity, power, glory, and honor of God. Let's take a look at some men through scripture and how God revealed himself to them. To Abraham, 
he brought him out under the stars and had him look at the expansiveness of the stars and said, that is what your um, th- the nations that I'm going to, to bring out from you are going to be like. For Jacob, he had him sleep under a ladder to heaven with angels and descending, angels ascending and descending, excuse me. For Moses, God revealed himself as in the burning bush and then revealed, to him, revealed him to himself and the nation on Mount Sinai. For Ezekiel, the four living creatures and the wheels inside of wheels. Some really crazy stuff. The most emotion that you ever see in scripture. It's just amazing what's happening to Ezekiel in those first chapters. Peter, James, and John see Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, you know, lit up like the sun. And John the Revelator sees Jesus as the rider on the white horse with a robe dipped in blood. All of those are incredibly masculine images, right? Jesus is not the little baby in the manger. He is the rider on the white horse. Is he the the baby in the manger? Absolutely. But look at how he reveals himself to men. It's a very different way of doing it. Why? Because these images and experiences resonate with men. That does something for them, right? It the, the standing next to the power of God is an awe-inspiring experience, just like standing next to a large waterfall or, or going to the redwoods and just looking up and seeing the clouds and the trees. That is That, that does something to a man that, that resonates with him because that's what he was built for. So as a writer, if you want to write a manly worship song, walk your manly listener up to the glory of God and let him stand in awe of God. That is a perfectly biblical thing to do, and it is in his key of music. Step number two, be outwardly focused in your writing and not inwardly focused in your writing. So here's a little story. My wife, uh, as we were discussing this, I was talking with her, and she shared with me a secret about myself that I've often forgotten. She says, "Um, I've known you for a long time. I no longer ask you how you are feeling. If we're debriefing our day, she asks me, what are you thinking? Why? Because men don't narrate their feelings throughout the day or even have a desire to. If my wife is talking to one of her girlfriends on the phone and they say, how are you feeling? That unlocks the whole world for her. She can talk about her job. She can talk about the kids. She can talk about our marriage. She can talk about the house. She can talk about her her family. All of it is fair game because she has feelings about every single one of those things. So it's all connected. She says it's like it's a hub on a wheel. You know, I'm the hub and all of the spokes going out to the different areas of my life are those different topics. It's all fair game because she has feelings and thoughts about every one of those things. When she asks me, how are you feeling? I either am thinking that she's asking me, am I sick? Or something really has to be wrong for me to bring it up. When she asks me, what are you thinking? Well, I'm thinking, well, okay, I need to record those guitars for the album. I need to finish that video editing, and I need to think of the next week's video. So I have this list of things that I'm thinking about. And if she wants to know what I'm what I'm doing, well, then, okay, I'll just tell her what I'm thinking about, and those are all the things that I'm thinking about. I spend very little time thinking about how I'm feeling about those things. If she was to ask me, I would say, well, I, f- I feel fine, but I'll feel better once those jobs are, are done, right? That's, that's all you can get out of a guy. But if you tell him, if you ask him what he's thinking, well, then he'll, he'll tell you his plans for the things he wants to do. 
So if you want to write a manly worship song, be outwardly focused in what you're writing about, not inward. Don't narrate your feelings. Talk Again, talk about the glory of God, but not necessarily your response to it at first. And finally, step three, compel your listener to action, and action is the word that matters. So let's take a look at two different bridges. These are um, one bridge that I wrote for a worship song that I wrote, and one that I wrote that's more of a feminine. So the first one is masculine, the second one is feminine. Come, let's go up. Come, let's go up. Bring praises and living offerings. Come, let's go up. Come, let's go up. Come, let's go up and meet the king. So let's take a look at some of the things that makes this a masculine lyric. The first is verbs. What are verbs? Verbs are action words, and they are the blood of language. Nothing happens unless a verb says, well, it's going, it's moving. So come, go, bring, meet. Those are all verbs. Secondly, there's something that's not in there. There are no emotional words in this lyric. All right? That doesn't mean that there isn't emotion in the lyric because the emotion is carried in the action. It's implied by what's going on. So when you read that lyric, come, let's go up and meet the king. There's a sense of excitement. There's a sense that everyone is going together. There's that leadership element that 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 singer is, hey, everyone, come with me. We're going up to meet the king. In my mind, that's David when he's he's leading the procession um, into Jerusalem ahead of the Ark of the Covenant. That's the kind of excitement that's there. But it's not in the word. It doesn't say, I'm feeling happy. It says, let's go, Right. Think of, for example, a, a quarterback. You know, in the NFL, he he throws a touchdown pass to his wide receiver. Everyone cheers. What does the quarterback do? The quarterback either raises his hands up in the air or he flexes and he says, let's go. That's a very simple sentence, but it's a very manly sentence because it's an action word. It describes dominance and competition, which is a good thing, and it describes leadership. He's not narrating his feelings. He's not saying... I'm elated in my joyful dominance and competition. That's not, that's not what he said. He said, let's go, which he showed you through his action that he is excited. That's how it's done. On the other hand, let's take a look at this feminine lyric. So this feminine lyric is, I'm so in love in this moment. Don't want to move from this moment. If all that we have is a moment, I'll never be more loved. So even if you're not a writer, you can pretty much tell that this is a feminine lyric more than it is a masculine lyric like the last one. What makes it that way? First, we're narrating our feelings. I'm so in love in this moment. It just came out and said it. Yep, this is how I'm feeling. Well, that's a very feminine thing to do, not necessarily a masculine thing to do. Secondly, there's a lack of action. It literally says, don't want to move from this moment. It is as if the author wants to pause time. So I imagine, you know, a husband and wife holding each other in an embrace, and we just want to click, you know, take a snapshot of that moment and just stay there for a while. We don't want to do anything. We just want to stay in the moment. Well, that's very intimate. That's very feminine. That lack of action is the point, right? The, The point is that we're just in this little cocoon of a moment, but that's not masculine. That's feminine. And finally, the writer is being acted upon. You see that last lyric, I'll never be more loved. 
Well, it's not I am loving you, it's I am being loved by you. That's a very feminine response. It's not initiative, it's response. So all three of those things, that we're narrating feelings, that there's no action, and that we're being acted upon, shows that it's a very feminine type lyric. Each type of writing, whether it's masculine or feminine, has its own time and place. There's nothing wrong with either of them. But which lyric sounds more like what you hear on the radio or at a Sunday worship service? It's not even close. We are so tilted toward the feminine because it sells better because that's who's listening more often than not, that we have we are inundated with feminine worship lyrics and starved for manly worship music. So to recap, if you are a songwriter that wants to write a manly worship song for your community, number one, focus on the immensity, the glory, and the honor of God. Number two, be outwardly focused. Don't narrate your feelings or your responses to something. Just talk about how great God is. And number three, compel your listener to action. Just like we had in that first lyric, come let's go up and meet the king, invites you to do something and the excitement is in the action, not let's just stay in this moment and be loved. That doesn't that doesn't really, you know, move a guy in the same way that inviting him to action would. So those are your three tips for how to write a manly worship song. Hey, I hope that video helps you. And if you're a worship songwriter, I hope this helps you tailor your songs to be more intentional and reach a broad audience that includes men because we absolutely need them in our churches. Again, if you need help with songwriting, arranging, live sound, or arranging a band, go to blueprintsounds.com forward slash worship booster pack. Until next week, God bless and goodbye.